part of me feels like a 40-year-old washed-up fucking rock star that all my employees laugh at behind my back. Well, that part of you would be right. God damn it. <laughs> Why not even bring you on this fucking show, dude? I don't know. I've been asking you that question since we thought of it. Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to a new, new format for the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. Um, We are going to call this, uh, what are we going to call it, Kyle? Uh, I think we're calling it Sam and Kyle. See what's up. I like that, man. I like that. So um, I'm joined today and uh, every Wednesday for the foreseeable future by one of my key, key staff members, uh, Mr. Kyle. Kyle, welcome to the show. Well, hello. Thanks for having me. And uh, Kyle is 23 years old and he has all kinds of views on the world that are slightly different to mine. And uh, The Small Business Surgeon is a podcast about business. It's a podcast about mindset. But without discussing what's going on around the world, um, what chance do we have of focusing on business and mindset? There's a lot of shit happening, and um, there's not really uh, a, a place in our world for, uh, for discourse and for discussion. So what we're doing is um, Kyle, basically, uh, with the help of a couple of the other staff members, jumps on the internet, picks a few articles. I don't see them until, uh, until right now when we start the show. And uh, we just discussed some news articles, uh, three, and then we'll discuss uh, a lighter article at the end of it all. And uh, I will give my perspective. Kyle will give his perspective. And then we'll actually link the articles in the show notes as well. So you guys can go read them and, uh, and leave whatever comments you've got. So, uh, Kyle, welcome to the Small Business Surgeon <laughs> Podcast, mate. How are you feeling today? It's really weird to be on this side of the microphone. <laughs> you've definitely got the face for radio, so I'm glad you're here. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so um, you went and did a little bit of digging this week, didn't you? Yes, I did. So uh, explain what you got for us, and then let's uh, let's kick it off. I've just picked up four articles, uh, three of them kind of talking about what's going on in the world and the economy and um, things like that, stuff I really don't know about because I'm 23, and then uh, kind of a fun little inter- or article right here at the end. It was just... A little, a little funny. Okay, so uh, let's jump in then. What's uh, what's the first topic, mate? I think we just go with the first one. Uh, half of U.S. adults exposed to harmful lead levels as kids, says AP News. Half of U.S. adults exposed to harmful lead levels as kids. Why do you think that is? Paint. Paint. And uh, you guys had an affinity for eating it off the walls. That's true. Uh, lead paint, though, was phased out in 1978 really? in America. Yeah, so that's when they stopped the, the common use of it. Well, I mean, my dad was born in the 70s, so that's eight years of paint eating. <laughs> I'm assuming that'd be the harmful level they're talking about. Well, you know, what you've got to look at, it says right here in the article, scientists from Florida State University and Duke also found that 90% of children born in the U.S. between 50 and 81 had blood levels higher than the CDC threshold, the researchers found a significant impact on cognitive development. So the thing here is historically, things that we've thought were safe in the future um, turn out to be quite dangerous. If you notice um, back from the 40s and 50s, um, which you probably don't remember, um, (laughs) cigarettes, uh, to go back, cigarettes used to be endorsed by doctors. 
What would your world look like if cigarettes were endorsed by doctors, mate? Not certain I'd be here, honestly. You know, if um, I, I like cigars, um, and I don't particularly care for for cigarettes for the for the taste. But if you told me cigarettes had health benefits and it was coming from a doctor, I might just go ahead and take it. Oh, straight I up, I believe you. Like, like that's the that person went to school for eight years and tell me what's good and bad for them. And a lot of the health benefits touted by cigarettes was things such as appetite suppression and uh, keeping your figure and keeping in shape. And so, yeah, if somebody came out with a product right now and doctors endorsed it and said, hey, this is gonna help your life, it's gonna help you stay in shape, it's gonna help your fitness, I'd, I'd take it. Yeah, that seems like a miracle drug to me. So, do we see a pattern? 100% we do. Cigarettes used to be good, and now they're bad. Lead used to be perceived as, as, as good. I mean, it, it was in household products. Um, it shit. had so many uses. It was well before before graphite. Were they putting pencils? Lead, lead, exactly. Because it was it was really easy to get, and easy to use. And when you're a kid, what do you put in your mouth and chew on when you're thinking pencils. about math homework? Your pencils, your pencils right? Yeah. So maybe that's maybe they're ingesting lead, and we didn't know it was uh, it was dangerous. Can you think of any uh, any modern uh, situation where people are? putting shit in their bodies as, as advised by doctors that may turn out to be bad for them in the future. The <laughs> won't touch on that quite yet. The, the, <laughs> the, uh, cigarette replacements, the vapes, oh, vapes. the e-cigarettes, yeah, those good. were touted as being the, the cleaner alternative to cigarettes. And while yes, technically they are cleaner, they don't leave as much residue in your lungs. There are studies that have shown it causes you to hold less oxygen in your blood intake less oxygen. It's all, your, your lungs aren't... I mean, surely you would have to... Inter I mean, if you're putting additional chemicals into your lungs, it would reduce the amount of space for oxygen, surely. Well, you would think so, but the atmosphere is, what, only 20% oxygen? So if you're replacing everything but the 20%, like, it's still all the same oxygen. Who are you who are so wise in the ways of science, sir? <laughs> like, really, how do you... Like, anyway. Um, it's like you watch YouTube videos when you go to sleep and you end up waking up with new facts. It's kind of oh, crazy. like when I would put the book under my pillow and sleep on it and hope it would help with my homework. Don't think that's how that one works. I, I, I was convinced there was like <laughs> fucking homework by osmosis when I was a teenager. I'm like, I'll just like, sleep on the like textbook. I'll remember fairy. it. <laughs> fucking homework fairy. I'm sure my kids believe in that. I'm sure they the do. Guaranteed it works. But what this shows is that what we think is good for us generally um, you know, because fucking lead used to be in everything. It was in paint, it was in pencils, it was in petrol, even. Um, it used to be in absolutely everything. We thought it was a, a miracle product, like mm -hmm. asbestos we thought was a miracle product. Um, so I'm going to get us round to the vaccine. Like, the doctors told us it was good, but is there a chance that five years from now we're going to see articles like this about vaccines? Oh, 100%. I, it, it's the... For lack of a better word, gestation period of it. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. It's we thought asbestos was this miracle product, and we thought lead was this miracle product. But it took the twenty or thirty some odd years for it to have its health negatives, to even see them. So having this this vaccine that's so quickly rushed into production and so heavily pushed, and it's like, oh, come get round three and four and five. It's like, <laughs> mm, I got my first two. I kind of want to see what's gonna happen. Yeah. 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 I didn't. I didn't get any. But again, that's a. Uh, I mean, that's all personal choice. Personal that's, choice. that's how you feel about taking. Right. I haven't untested had, vaccines. I haven't had an abortion either. Exactly. But, you know, I think it's, it's not <laughs> something we should be ruling over. 
Um, but again, topic for another day, maybe, you know. Oh, shout out, by the way, because uh, I'm not supposed to have an opinion on abortions because I have a penis, but it is actually International Women's Day today. So oh, nice. Uh, so that was yesterday for those of you listening. Uh, we're recording this on the Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, uh, lead-based paint. Don't lick the walls, guys. And uh, if you buy a house uh, that was built prior to 1978, you will have to uh, have to account for that. But uh, for most of us in Texas, that's not a uh, that's not an issue. We can't build houses fast enough. All right, Kyle, uh, that wraps that one up. What's next on the list? What's the next headline? Next on my list is Biden to announce ban on Russian oil imports. Ooh. Um, <laughs> now, the one right. thing that sticks out to me heavy in that is to announce ban, meaning he hasn't done it. It's supposedly kicking off in eight minutes. Okay. So we'll see. All right, let's take actually what he says. So this is an ABC News article, mm-hmm. and it's got the uh, the Ukrainian president being interviewed. Um, I can't pronounce his name. I say Zelensky. Zelensky. I've heard both that. Zelensky and Zelensky. Um, but yeah, he's getting interviewed here, and it says Biden will announce as early as Tuesday the U.S. will ban imports of Russian oil. Jeez, man, are we going to go with the uh, the economics of of oil and gas here? Are we going to go with the energy play? Um, maybe if you go a little further down, it says about only eight percent of U.S. imports of crude oil come from Russia. Mm-hmm. And according to preliminary U.S. government data, 3% of oil came from Russia so far this year. I, I think that the the whole Russia-Ukraine thing, man, I mean, it warrants discussion. 100%. The, there's the, shade on all sides of this. The, you know, the minute you say Russia might have a point, then you're absolutely ostracized. <laughs> the minute you say, well, Ukraine might be right, then you're discounting everything from the other side. And what, what concerns me the most about this conflict is the fact that every opposing angle that could possibly be in any favor whatsoever of Russian action is immediately shut down and banished from the internet. Now, I'm not saying the Russians are right. Fucking not not at all. I don't know enough about the conflict. But I will say, like, if something's annoying me bad enough to where I'm about to go sacrifice hundreds of thousands of lives and roll tanks across a fucking country to do it, there's probably more to it than oh, I just fancied a little bit of uh, Laban's round for my population. What, what do you think? I can see it from both sides because we had that that story drop about the uh, the bio lab, the U.S. bio labs over yeah. in Ukraine, and it just so happened to coincide with the initial strikes from Russia. Yeah, and part of me goes, okay, that's fair to target those places, but also where else in Ukraine are those labs going to be built? I don't know. It's like, why would you build a multi-billion dollar testing facility in the middle of nowhere? You need the developed area or as developed. That's true, but if it's full of fucking viruses, mate, I want it in the middle of nowhere. Also true. Like, I just, I'm not one. (laughs) Who the fuck builds it next to a market in Wuhan? (laughs) Let's just put all these people around and add a couple of bats. I mean, maybe building them in in the Ukrainian forest the right place. Unless there's bears, dude. Probably, I mean, Russia's big on bears. They're probably a pretty big deal over there. Probably breeding man bear pig right now. (laughs) And Al Gore had to go and shut this shit down. That's what it is. I'm super ethereal, man. Fucking man bear pig is in Ukraine. That's what this entire that's conflict all, that's all it's about. is about. But no, seriously, pulling pulling it back and, and looking at both sides of the argument, I want to know why we're not allowed to ask questions about the relationship between some of our politicians' children and the boards of the companies that they sat on within Ukraine. 
um, notably Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden's kids sitting on the boards of Bursama, which is one of the uh, one of the huge energy companies in Ukraine. There was a big, big movement to make sure that our current president's Ukrainian dealings were kept private, uh, and his son's dealings with Ukraine were kept private, and his son's dealings with China were kept private. And I want to ask, how do we get accountability from the people that rule the country when there's no legal recourse for the things that they do, which are clearly outside the boundaries of the law? If my laptop had had the same content on it as Hunter Biden's laptop, I would be buried under the jail Mm -hmm. just for the fact that I was smoking crack with minors present. Never mind the fact the minors were related to me, and one of them was my uh, <laughs> one of them was my niece, and the fact that the minors were naked. None of this is covered in the mainstream media. And if that was my laptop, I'd be fucked. So my question is not only how come these people are allowed to operate like that, but where can we go to as a country? for accountability for the people in charge your neighbor that's the best i got like <laughs> go neighbor. talk to your neighbors and say hey i don't know if you heard about this kind of messed up it's really fucking sketch man it, it really is and there's you're not gonna make a change like you, you can't just go oh the french had a right with the guillotine you can't pull that off anymore no so you no. you have to start your changes from your your neighborhood i think so too i think local elections and local politics are a key on the national stage. Because if you, we saw it in, uh, in Texas with the, the mask mandates, mm-hmm. um, Texans weren't about it. And it it lasted about as long as we would allow it as, to. As long as we, so. We, we waited our two weeks like the federal government asked, and then Texas said, screw this, we're opening back up. And rightly so. Um, I think, though, that the issue is we've got a Bureau of Investigation, we've got an intelligence agency and we've got a justice department that are controlled by the people committing the crimes Mm -hmm. and what way as a country is there for us to move forward when i think people are far too focused on the battle between left and right as opposed to the battle between bottom and top Mm -hmm. and Mm, i think that probably the top's doing you know Let's take, for example, the uh, the, the cross-dressing fella. I've forgotten his name. That's now, is he the Secretary of Defense? Something crazy. I have no stupid. idea. They, they, they made a big deal out of putting a, uh, a cross-dressing fella um, in, the, uh, in the cabinet. And um, there's another big deal about uh, a black lady whose name I forget being uh, you know, the top pick for Supreme Court uh, Supreme Court judge, the new one that's cut, that, that Biden's going to Biden's replace. pick for right. Um, I'll look it up real quick. And, and f- I forget her name. But the fact that she is picked because uh, of, the, the, uh, of the color of her skin and because of the fact that she's walking around with a vagina that makes her a minority, that, that we have to lift these minorities up so their voices may be heard. I don't have a problem with putting minorities in any kind of position of authority whatsoever. I think that it should be based on the context of somebody's character and their ability to do mm-hmm. the job. 100%. And as a country, like, dude, I don't give a fuck what you wear. Like, I don't give a fuck what, what goes in your butt at night. I don't care. I don't care if you love a man or if you love a woman. 
What I care about is that we hire the absolute best and most qualified individuals for the job and we put those positions, those people in the positions that they're qualified to fucking do. And we've been shouting equality for the past 50 years, but we should have been shouting equity. Everyone needs to have the same starting point, the same opportunities, but yeah. not everybody deserves the same outcomes. No, you're absolutely right. Did we just agree on something? We agree on a Dude, lot of things. That's kind of a high five part. across the table. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. So, yeah. that, but that ties back in. I don't know if you caught it. I don't know all the details because I don't have the article directly in front of me, but Harvard was being either sued or threatening to be sued because their, their admittance policies, they weren't allowed to have more than a certain percentage of one ethnic group of students. Right. Meaning that they were turning away kids that were smart enough to get into Harvard. Mm-hmm. Because they weren't the right Dude, skin my, color, they weren't the right mind. gender. And to me, that's wrong. Like, yeah. if I have the greatest lawyer in the world not getting to Harvard because there were 20 other greatest lawyers in the world, that's annoying. Well, no, that's fair. If, if there's 20 great lawyers and you're lawyer number 21 and you're all great and you don't get in, well... There was but probably, if you didn't but get if, in, if you didn't get in because you were because did, you were white, yes, yes, I completely agree. But the minute you discuss this, have you noticed that what happens is you get completely closed down by people calling you racist only on the internet? Only because nobody, I've had this discussion in person with there people, we go. and as soon as you break it down, like no, no, it's it's not that it's wrong to allow. Like minorities into things, no. it's you shouldn't treat them preferentially. There you go. Because if I say that, hey, this this fella isn't the best qualified candidate for this position, and he happens to like wearing a skirt in his free time, I'm immediately attra- uh, attacked as transphobic. Mm-hmm. And like, all right, let me let me backtrack a little bit here. Um, you know, I didn't really know anybody inside of that community. And um, there was a time last year when I was performing on a stage show and we brought in drag queens to MC our event. And I had the most fun time in the world, man. Like, you, you've got a penis and you wear a skirt. I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. I love you just as much. Why can't we have an open dialogue about putting the best people for the job in the best positions available? It's, it goes back to the, it's it the happens on the internet. internet. It's the facelessness. It's the fact that I don't have to look you in the eyes and like tell you what I'm thinking because I can just type it on my screen in 240 characters and hit send. Yeah. There, there's no Dan, accountability for that. You can't get punched in the fucking face for exactly. saying stupid shit. It's like <laughs> I can block you, but oh no, if I block you, it looks like you've won on the internet. Right. And it, that's just how we take it. But is it being done deliberately? It's not being suppressed. There you go. Fair point. So There's nothing being done about it. It, it just it bothers me when somebody stands up and says hey this is wrong and then immediately you're racist mm-hmm. you're sexist you're transphobic um it bothers me when you say hey maybe we should look a little closer into the uh, into the russian position for the invasion of ukraine and immediately you're shut down and censored and turned off and said hey you're condoning killing citizens it's like no no well, no i'm literally just looking you... for the full story to make my own and as you look into this story, you realize the Ukraine conflict's been going on since since 2014. There's been an active military action in Ukraine since 2014. And there's been over a million civilians killed since 2014 before Putin stepped in to do anything. If you want to go even further back, that whole group of yes. people has hated each other for thousands of years. Why don't they just be like, hey, like, fucking, we're going to draw a line. You want to live on this side of it? Come on. You want to live on that side of it? Fuck off. 
exactly because like, like it's, it's like what happened in northern ireland with the british um it's just stupid they should just referendum it let people vote where the country they want to live in and draw the fucking lines around them and go but it's not about that dude it's about energy it's about politics it's, it's about, about money position. it's about land it does, it, it's... And, and, and here's the thing like if our politicians are balls deep in corruption inside of ukraine do you think they're going to want that to come out publicly right so again why can't we investigate the relationship that Nancy Pelosi's children and fucking Joe Biden's children and every other corrupt politician's children have with Ukrainian energy companies. I think that's the place to start. I will also go ahead and just say that I am not and never will be fucking suicidal. All right? Because they can't kill us all, but they can kill some of us. So we better, uh, again, that's me scared to speak out against the government. Because you've seen what happens to the other people that do. I do. I mean, I've looked at Hillary Clinton's track record. And to be honest, I don't want to go anywhere near her. Uh, yeah. You know, if I meet her, I'm just going to black that out. We're going to hope <laughs> that she doesn't remember me. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I can see why Bill was smashing Lewinsky. Yeah. She's got them cheeks, don't she? Like, she looks like a bulldog chewing on a wasp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough. Next news article before we get another news. Hey, before we, go, before we go any further, remember to leave us a review and share the show because me and Kyle are having a blast, and I think this is going to become a fucking fixture. I love talking about this shit. All right, next article, Kyle. What you got for me? I've got your toilet paper roll is slimming down, aka what the fuck is shrinkflation. Oh, I know what that is. Okay, so this is from CNN Business. And shrinkflation is a, like, it's a fancy word for, it's a, it's a way people hide inflation, uh, especially uh, retailers. So you can make the packaging a little bit bigger and the content a little bit smaller, you know, cereal boxes. Um, like, it's just, you're keeping the price the same, but you're reducing the amount of product you put Oh, in it's there. like when the Gatorade bottles got the corsets they went for from, the waist. Yeah, and they, got, they went yeah. from 32 ounce to 28 ounce, mm -hmm. but the price stayed the same. Mm -hmm. And then the price climbed and now the they're getting smaller again. Yeah, that's yep. how this works. So they're, they're really little subtle changes. Well, the first time I noticed that, it was like eight. You know, but it might be like, oh, well, we switched to... Uh, a, a good one is, is, is the metric system. So you might be used to buying uh, 16 ounces of something, um, but then that 16 ounces uh, gets repackaged as 400 grams, and then you're missing 54 grams, which is over 10% of the product. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, this is a real thing. And man, I don't know, it's so difficult. Um, our spending power has been reduced. Like I know inflation's seven or 8% right now, but in real terms, our spending power is down about 30% over the last two years. Um, and this has everything to do with the quantitative easing that the Fed has brought out time and time again. Over 40% of all the dollars that ever existed have been created in the last two fucking years, mate. Oh, yeah, because all the stimulus and money printer go burr. Yeah, I mean, you can't just introduce money into an economy for free and, like, not get inflation. That's just, it's like economics. Well, it doesn't, it's, it's just, yeah, it can't happen. Right. So, again, we've got this shrinkflation that's happening. It's happening with every product. So, you know, they, they keep the packaging about the same, but they reduce the size of the product on the inside. It's happening all over the place with everything because everybody's getting squeezed. Prices are going up on the supply side. Prices are going up on the manufacturing side. 
for labor costs, for transportation costs, fuel costs, everything's going up. So we've got to find a way to put those prices up. And it just, it turns into this upward spiral because we have a currency that only exists because we agree it exists. We agree on its value. Look how quickly the world agreed that the Russian ruble was fucking worthless. Very quickly. Because Overnight, it, actually. It doesn't exist anywhere except on computers uh, and on bits of paper. And 98% of the, the, the US dollar supply is purely digital. So when people say, what would happen if we move to a, a fucking crypto economy? Guess what, guys? We're already in one, and we've been in one. Um, just the crypto is the US dollar. It does not exist anywhere except in secure places on the computer. I'll guarantee you give you give us smart crypto people enough time, you'll have banking systems that function the exact same way. Oh, You've got the United States banking system functioning. Of course. I, I and love, it'll be just as easy. I love crypto because it's removing power from a lot of mm -hmm. these people. But these are the guys. It's that, pretty cool to watch the everything drop and my crypto not. Right. Because it doesn't. It doesn't listen to the rest of the But market. what happens, right? What happens if the world turns around and says, hey, fuck you all, the US dollar is now worthless? We can't do anything about it because it's not backed by anything except the full faith and credit of the US government. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, you know, audit the Fed. Why hasn't that happened? While you're at it, why don't audit Fort Knox? We're, getting, we're, we're, we're turning over some stones here. What? No, hold on. Hold on. If Fort Knox has all the gold in it, then why shouldn't it pass an independent audit? Why shouldn't there be an independent audit of our assets every couple of years? Why Why not? Why? Yeah, why don't we have somebody check and make sure we have what we say we have? No, who's keeping our assets? Who's accountable for, for that shit? Like, why don't we have Why don't we have a public audit of, of US assets? Why? I have no idea. Exactly. Where's the fucking gold? Seems like a good idea, but... And, and by the way, why don't we have an audit of our monetary system and see if there's any ways to find efficiencies and find improvements? Well, then we wouldn't have a federal government. Because we would find corruption. And we know that. So at what point are we okay to talk about this? Or at what point are we just going to sit here and be robbed? Because that is essentially what's happening. You know? I mean, it's, it's kind of weird that we're all... We all agree that there's corruption, but as soon as somebody says it, we get a little... Oh, well, there's a story. Hey, Hold on a minute. There's a story about some mice, and it's a very, very famous uh, children's tale. And it's called Who Will Bell the Cat? And as you know, cats like to eat mice. So if you've got a community of mice, and there's a cat that keeps coming and dipping in and nabbing a couple of people every now and again, eating them, well, the community, they know what's going on. They know that's a big, evil bully, and it's a big, evil cat. And maybe if there was a bell on the cat that set an alarm and they could hear it coming, they'd be able to live in a freer community. And so what happens is they make this great big plan. They agree the cat is corrupt and they agree the cat needs to have a bell attached. But nobody will step up and attach the bell to the cat because the cat has the power to fucking destroy them. And that is the exact scenario we're facing right now. Like, I, I can't step up against the, the, the government. I can't. Like, I can barely step up against against my shoelaces some days, man. Like, I'm I'm pretty immune to bribery, I guess. Like, I'm, I'm set in my moral ways. Like, if you were to, like, mm -hmm. oh, I'll give you this if you do this. It's like, mm, if I don't agree with it, I won't do it anyways. Yeah. I'm not immune to bullets. Exactly. And. Exactly. I'm, like, how do, we, how do we have reasonable discourse and dialogue about this? without fearing for our livelihoods.
um, you can't say shit on Facebook. Like I so yeah, you got put in I, Facebook jail for making a joke. Right, I've got thousands of followers on Facebook, both on my business pages and in groups and and, and all that stuff. And uh, by the way, uh, at Small Business Surgeon, Facebook and Instagram. Thank you very much. Good follow along. Um, and uh, wait, why not? Plug oh it. no, it is your show. Yeah, you it can plug whatever show. you want. Wait, why don't you plug a, another Beasley? What's your Instagram? Oh, it's another underscore Beasley, similar to Harry Potter, oh, but uh, replace the W with a B. And it comes from Snape, doesn't it? Another Beasley. I'm pretty certain Snape says it, yes. This is another Weasley. (laughs) Another Beasley. Did we just dox you? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Government's coming. Government's coming. But yeah, like, we can't even talk on on any kind of major social media platform and mention any of this shit without getting our accounts banned. And that, to me, says, hey, if you're fucking afraid of what somebody's going to say, you're going to cut out his tongue. It's a man that's afraid of the truth. And the first casualty in a war is always the truth. So we got to bear that in mind too. But yes, shrinkflation, back to the article, CNN.com. You know uh, what's been immune to shrinkflation? COVID. In fact, has grown Oreos. They made double stuffed Oreos because yeah, they said Oreos. you're getting more cream I in your cookies Oreos. for all the sadness of your shrinking Gatorades. I love Oreos, man. I, you know, I'm only allowed them like once a year at Thanksgiving. Um, but boy, I'll crush like, I'll probably do 10 or 12 Oreos till I'm sick and then that's it for the year. But like, that's my little, thing. I like the, uh, sleeves come then in, in the forest cause you can just take out a whole row and you're like, I, yeah, that's just, good. Dude, like I, I struggle every day to maintain a healthy weight. Like you've seen pictures of me at you know, 285 pounds and I'm, I'm six, four, so I can carry 285, but it just, I'm, I look a lot better at 220. Mm-hmm. And there is a fat kid that lives inside of me that wants to eat fucking Oreos, play video games, eat Doritos, smoke weed, and sit on my couch. And every day I got to wake up and kick that motherfucker's ass. And so, yeah, I don't eat Doritos, but I save Oreos for Thanksgiving, man. That's my, that's Those my are sacred. Cheese. All right, let's get back on track. <laughs> uh, final segment of the show. Now we look at a little bit lighter lighter news article and uh, we've come up with a name for it that i think is making kyle cringe so it's either going to be super cool or it's going to be what shut up fool <laughs> from uh from the 18 yeah so we're gonna find some 90s reference maybe we'll find a cool running soundbite for the super cool uh guys if it's super cool and then we're obviously going to uh Going to take Mr. T and say, shut up, fool, if it's terrible. So, Kyle, super cool or shut up, fool? What is the article? From NPR, we've got the Idaho... Wait, 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 wait. wait. NPR, like the National Public Radio, the serious broadcast journalism. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me Yeah, so they, they kind of run a little bit of a lighthearted, okay. less serious news thing. Okay. Um, they have one. The Idaho Potato Commission is giving away a French fry-scented perfume ahead of Valentine's Day. It is a little bit late for us to be talking about this, but... I thought French fry perfume was something. Man. Would, if you went and you picked up a girl on the first date and she had she smelled like straight French fries, how would you feel? I, I would assume she worked at Jack in the Box. Probably. Yeah, yeah I, I would, I'd, I'd I assume, assume she got she was... off her fast food job 20 minutes ago, got dressed for a date, and was yeah. ready to go. Dude, I've, I've, like, I paid my dues. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't always the small business surgeon. And when you have very few skill sets, you take manual labor jobs. And so I spent a lot of time in my in my teenage years um, working in commercial kitchens. And that's not anything I want to fucking smell like. That's no. nasty. No, Why I, in the world would you make a 
fucking perfume out of french fries i don't know it's saying the french fry lover in your life looking for a last minute (laughs) valentine's day gift dude if i gave this to a girl for valentine's day (laughs) that'd be it like we can do hand her the perfume with a little post-it note with an anal question mark. You, like, you'd either yeah. you'd either get a yes, I'll marry you instantly, or a I'm never talking but, to you like, again. I love French fries, especially like <laughs> in the article. They got the picture of the crispy French fries, the crinkle cut ones. Those are the best fucking French fries ever. The crinkle cut. Oh, I love them. I love French fries. Again, don't eat them because that's what 285 pounds Sam does. But why in the world would I want a woman? anywhere near me that smelled like fucking fried potatoes i'm out i don't dude. know i'm a- out no according to jamie higgum the president and ceo of the idaho potato commission the one person the that will get aroused too the one good fucking to person. there's one person on the planet <laughs> the smell is too good to resist yes. it's one of the world's most irresistible <laughs> scents <laughs> The one guy on the planet that gets a fucking hard on from potatoes is the guy. Dentist, that... He's that tent dentist. Isn't no, it? I'm out. I'm out. All right. Good. I'm out. Shut up, that is shut up, fool. <laughs> all the way. All the way through. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, shit. That's it. That's the show. That's a wrap. Kyle, uh, what do we always ask people to do if they've enjoyed the show, mate? If you enjoyed it, go leave a comment. Go, go review it. Like Follow it. Just. On iTunes, right? Because that's the, that's the iTunes, uh, one. Spotify. Uh, you can go to Instagram at Small Business Surgeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow along with the stuff, man. Dude, I've had a blast. I think we're doing this. Uh, we're doing this next week. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I do this every. I do this every. This is the really most fun I've had at work in a minute. All right, guys, that's it from us. Uh, you'll be good. Be safe. Tune in for this week's Friday uh, Fire. Which uh, shit, I guess I'll have to go write that now too. Yeah. Well, and that was uh, that was sam and kyle see what's up if you liked it leave us a review leave us a comment give us a thumbs up and uh, we'll be back again maybe next week but maybe in the next couple of days because i did really enjoy that all right kyle thanks pal i appreciate you uh you'll be good thanks for listening guys and uh, we'll see you friday later this has been the small business surgeon podcast if you've made it this far you clearly like it so go on itunes and leave us a five-star review This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in historic downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com or on social media at txfoundry. Thanks for tuning in.